how much we Now your mic is the effed up one for sure. Well, that's okay. Take your hand away from me. <laughs> Let's uh, watch the damn episode. Hello, beautiful people. My name is Davi. I'm joined by Abe and Charlie. Welcome back to another Redox Reaction, a.k.a. Tony Tuesday. That was a really bad impression, but Tony Tuesdays. I mean, you guys are dressed <laughs> the part. My was bad? No, mine was. Uh, no, mine was We're good. all dressed no, in the part. I feel yeah. like a dawn. In a way. A little camp collar, a little gold jewelry. <laughs> it's like a little two chest hairs. Oh, yeah, you got popping out. Yeah, you know? right here, See, come this on, is, you got This is not Tony Soprano. Like he's got definitely like a forest in here. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, but for our viewers and listeners, we hope you guys are doing well. Um, just some quick updates. Uh, just just a heads up: this episode is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The discussion portion you'll be able to listen to. So if you're on the commute and you want to listen to our discussion portion, hit the link in the description, and it's available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And Charlie and Ava, how y'all doing? We're great. We good. We're great. I spent uh, the night. Well, we went to the Ed Sheeran concert last night, nice. which was fun. Yeah. It was good. It was a blast. Mm -hmm. And then I came home and I spent uh, some hours editing the latest Barry episode. I hope you guys watched that because I stayed Thanks. up till 3 a.m. editing it. Yeah. And we started so, yeah. combining our Barry episodes into two now, two episodes per mm -hmm. upload. Um, I think someone at one point had said, Someone had asked why don't they do two, and someone had said, "Oh, Charlie doesn't want to edit all, all like that. Doesn't want to do that much editing." Listen, we all have full time jobs, and editing is a big, big amount of work. So yeah. it's not that Charlie doesn't want to. There's only so much he can do. <laughs> true. Um, yeah, true. So just as a, a clarifying note, but we're you know we're trying to get through as much as possible because we know you all like the video. So um, as much as we can pump these out, we will do so, and as much as Charlie is willing to. It's, it's the king. Edit. It's the king of editing. He's insane at it. Indeed. Um, but from episode three, Abe, can you read some comments? You didn't ask how Ruby was. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Can you believe he neglected you like that? Yeah, crazy. Wow, crazy. If you guys could notice, our special guest is here. Probably back by popular demand. People love Ruby. So no, but she only comes in when we're watching The Sopranos. She, she doesn't. It, she doesn't come in for Barry when what, we're doing Barry. That's what you were saying. She knows that Tony is sensitive towards yeah. animals, and you know he, he has an appreciation for life, so she gets it. <laughs> what is this? Is this comfortable for you? Very much so. She loves okay. the new pillow edition. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Cool. All right. I'll read a couple comments here. Um, <laughs> the top one here comes from uh, Vitor da Silva Seven. What a weird name. Um, kidding. That's my that's my buddy. Remember watching this episode last night? The food fight scene at uh, fourteen thirty two is another glimpse into Tony's humanity. Nick Gomez and Mark uh, Serenseni do a great job catching their jovial food fight while also catching Carmela's happiness to see her husband having fun. Yeah, I thought that was a good scene. It, it felt a little different than we than we usually see Tony because he mm -hmm. was like almost being a little serious towards Artie in yeah. the scene, and then all of a sudden he just like th starts throwing food at him, and you're like confused at first, but. You realize he's just having fun with one of his mm -hmm. buddies. Like he's just, mm -hmm. just a regular guy. They're acting like yeah. kids. Yeah, they're acting like kids. Exactly. So that that was that was cool to see. We also have Arsolan six one eight with this comment. Charmaine was basically telling Carmela, "I could have had your life." She's saying Tony could have chosen her over Carmela, and it was Char Charmaine's choice not to go that route. So don't worry about me. Really cold way of getting back for that servant treatment that Carmela mm. gave her. 
So I think we talked about how, you know, Charmaine was saying, oh, I, you know, me and Tony, we had something, whatever. It wasn't for me, basically. Yeah, I think that comment's spot on. Like, she didn't, she, she, was, she was basically saying, like, I could have been you if I wanted to. Like, don't treat me like I'm less than. Like, I could have had what you're having right now. Um, and that was a really big dynamic that we saw um, in that last episode, so. Yeah. interesting and that was actually episode three not 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 episode four not to be confused sorry last comment here from wingo wilson two man the sopranos are starting to get a lot of reactions that are actually worth listening to great discussion thank you thank you so much wingo wilson um yeah thank you for the people who put us onto this because we knew about the sopranos before but i just think we didn't you know we didn't have any motivation to really watch it until people that were watching our succession videos really like suggested us watching it and that's what um you know this community is kind of what incentivized us to do that so uh, i'm glad that we're able to watch it and talk to you all about it um and the things that we don't catch y'all let us know in the comments so it's kind of like the best of both worlds best of both worlds yes and if you're new here please consider subscribing to our channel and we appreciate the love and support we've gotten so far it's been incredible journey so far and yeah we're having a lot of fun we're having a lot of fun facts and Ruby loves it too. Yeah. Don't look so into Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But with that being said, y'all, Charlie, hit play. Okay. So it's ep uh, episode five, college. Co Ooh. Okay. So Meadows, what, visiting schools, right? Because she's in high school. I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. The duality there. She's yeah. being honest with him. He's being honest with her. Another one. Neither, of them, neither of them like it. Yeah. Neither of them thinks they're actually being honest. Oh, right. wow. What a dynamic. What a contrast this episode was. Was there any similarities that you guys were thinking of while Tony and Meadow were uh, out visiting schools and that whole situation and versus what Carmela was doing at home? Did you guys find any similarities or a difference in a significance of that? Yeah, I think both um relationships are kind of like this pure thing right like a father and a daughter and then you know a woman and her priest like they're mm -hmm. both kind of like the purest kind of relationships you think but on both sides there's like a little bit of infidelity and a little bit of sense of betrayal so i thought that was interesting there's a little bit of parallel there because with tony he's like being honest with his daughter but he's also withholding the truth a little bit she's like trying to be honest with him but knows that he's not completely revealing everything and then on the flip side you have carmela and the priest you can tell they both they both want each other there like is yeah both, there is a tension there's a tension there's the attraction whatever um there's like that bit of like infidelity and just like the whole time I was watching, I was like, okay, it's gonna happen here, happen here. He's mm -hmm. gonna kiss her here. They're gonna have sex here. It never happened. But I just thought it was um it was cool how they formatted this episode because it was literally between the two settings. Like that was that was it. it was just Tony and his daughter. Obviously, you had Christopher you know, Colin. Christopher Colin. You had that whatever th those parts baked into what else was happening. But it was really those those two storylines that we saw the entire time. I think that was super intentional. Charlie, what stood out to you from that from that contrast and that parallel? I think the part. Um, where you guys were surprised that Meadow uh, said, you know, that she loved her dad after he wasn't very honest to her. Yeah. I compared that immediately back to when they were first having dinner with each other and he was asking her where she got the speed from and she couldn't tell him. She's like, I won't tell you. Mm. It's a similar situation. It's like she, she couldn't tell him because it's going to screw things up and he's not going to tell her what he's doing because it's going to screw things up in the relationship mm -hmm. right? and others behind them. Because if he finds out that Christopher is the one who gave it, it's going to cause all this problem. So, mm -hmm. right. I think they're, they're both hiding similar things to keep that, to keep the relationship, relationship going. So it doesn't yeah. 
because if they reveal certain things that's going on in the in the background it could fall apart and they don't want to lose right. the relationship they have with each other bro i don't know why i got this thought in my head when i was watching this i was like this episode feels like the cold war like there's just so much tension but nothing actually happening <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? like, that that's how i felt until he actually killed the rat mm-hmm. um that was the one part that i was like okay something actually happened yeah and i didn't i didn't think he was gonna do it that's why i didn't think he was gonna do it because that entire episode i was like there's a lot of tension here for not a lot that is actually coming of it like the entire tension between carmela and the priest it felt like the entire time they were gonna do something nothing happened even with tony and his and meadow they were you know trying to be honest with each other but they never really broke that barrier of like you can fully trust me i'm gonna tell you everything all that like that never actually came to fruition um which I thought was really, really interesting and I thought was super intentional. I just don't know in the grand scheme of things the why. The why, okay. But I think that's still to come. Like, what? Yeah. why are they showing us this relationship between, you know, Meadow and, and Tony? And, and why why are we seeing that they can't 100% be honest? I feel like somehow that's going to come up in the story again and it's going to bite both of them in the ass, maybe the whole family, like because they can't be completely honest. And then you have Tony, Carmela's relationship. Like Carmela, Carmela is this conflict of like, she's so straight up, she's so whatever, but at the same time, she knows that she's been kind of a spectator and an accomplice in all of this. Like everything that's going on in her life, she's just letting Tony do these things, even though she doesn't know the details, she knows exactly what's happening. And in the same vein, like she's letting this priest stay over her house and feeding him and whining and dining him and watching movies with him. And while like she knows like, it, like it's, it's friend like it's it's more than that it's more than that it's wrong yeah but in the same sense like she's got tony has his his his, his affairs so she's like whatever. why tony can have one i should have right one but you too, can tell but... with her like she it feels, hurts she it feels hurts like she her. shouldn't she yeah she feels guilty when that mm-hmm. stuff happens tony you, you don't see that with you his, don't. Like, mistress and stuff you don't see him really feeling guilty or regretting those actions like in the moment even with carmela you can see when she's with the priest like she's hesitating she's struggling she's yeah. trying to you know find a way out maybe making sure that she's not doing the wrong thing so they're they're very they're very different but it's so funny how at the end and it was super unfortunate how at the end they came together and both of them were like kind of telling the truth and neither of them believed each other yeah that's true it's in, it's going to be interesting to see now going forward what Carmela is going to do with that information mm. and how she's going to take it. Cause now the priest knows, right? Priest knows that Tony's going to therapy. Right. So he can hold that on Tony now. So there's another dynamic that can happen that can, you know, come in and shake some things up. But also um, what I think really hit me was the moment where um, Meadow said, I love you because I obviously I do think that she loves him, but I think it was that moment. She kind of just accepted, Hey, I, can't tell you everything in my life anymore mm-hmm. after this trip i think that's what i felt after seeing this this whole outcome i feel like from there she's like okay i know what you do you're not going to tell me everything i get that but i'm not going to tell you everything about my life right i think that's how i i kind of interpreted that scene they'll have to withhold information from each other yeah right and i don't know if tony's going to be okay with it but maybe this can happen where their relationship starts to kind of drift apart i don't think it will i think the relationship will still be tight but it's going to be a dynamic that going forward is very there's moments where they're going to be it's going to be hard for tony to confront his daughter right and it's going to happen multiple times and when the confrontation happens because there's going to be a moment where something's going to build up it's going to build up and i think it's going to be really bad mm-hmm. yeah no i mean both times in this episode where someone was truthful to him he freaked out yeah his daughter told him she was taking speed he freaked out 
his wife said the priest stayed over, he freaked out. But then when it's time for him to reveal the truth, people can't freak out or else, you know, he's all upset. So I don't think he's a very good acceptor of the truth. We've seen that through therapy as well. Every time his therapist is trying to reveal a little bit of the truth to him, he gets pissed off and gets defensive. So yeah, uh, he is a person who lingers in the shadows how we literally saw throughout this episode. Very moody, very dark, lingering in the shadows, following people around, and lives in a disguise of lies. I was going to bring up the quote that he saw when they were visiting. I think it was Bowdoin. Mm-hmm. Um, the quote was something along the lines of like, if you want to rewind it? Two realities, basically. Yeah. Um, two, something about being two-faced. Basically, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I loved that. I loved that that was just like sitting there on the wall. They thought it was like a perfect, perfect shot of what was going on. Let's see. There you go. Oh, it says, no man can wear one face to himself and another to the multitude without finally getting bewildered as to which may be true. Hawthorne. I'm assuming that's Nathaniel Hawthorne, who I think is the writer of the Scarlet Letter. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Which is crazy because it's like infidelity. Like that's like the whole premise of it, which I think is super, super on the nose. Very, very good. Just like symbolism in here. But I think this is exactly what is happening to Tony. And he's been doing it for so long that he's so good at it. And it's almost like coming naturally to him. But I wonder, well, I don't wonder. I think we've had this conversation. I think this is what is causing his issues in therapy is he has two faces. Yeah. And now he's struggling to see which one is the real one and which one. Do you think he knows what the, I think he knows what the real one is, but the real one is going to come with greater circumstances. It's going to affect the relationship around him. It's going to, I feel like it could blow him up. I I think, I think you think he knows. I don't, I don't think, I think he thinks that this is just one reality. Like this is just his life. But Uh in reality, he is living two very separate lives, two very separate realities. And he's understanding now where he's, he's seeing the consequences of having a foot in both worlds and having two faces and not knowing which one is is Uh the right one. So you think maybe he's coming to an understanding that. It's got to be either or. You can't. I don't have... know if he. I don't know if he's coming to that understanding because I think when he was. Wa- when it's he hard was to him not this... understanding, but kind of it bothers him now even more. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, in the sense that now I think he struggles the fact that he can't have his hands on both realities anymore. Right. And, and now it's all cross. It's gonna cross over, and when it crosses over, what is he gonna do? Right. I think he. I think he does have his hand in both realities. And I think he's done it well for so long, but like it's catching up to him. And I think he's he's starting to realize that. And I think that's what he's getting out of therapy um, a lot of times. I think this was a kind of a wake up moment for him. He, he's a smart guy. Like he didn't yeah. go to college, but like he could read this and understand. Like, 100%. damn, this is this is very <laughs> reflective, reflective of me. Um, it's interesting that we didn't see a panic attack here because I feel like when we see a moment like this with him, it really it hit him a lot. Mm. It hit him really hard, but we didn't hear. The same thing with the painting and all that stuff is maybe he brings this quote into the next therapy session. I don't even know if he'll even go because now Carmela has found out. Well, the, yeah. the two the two realities were very back to back in scenes here, right? So the the one the first reality was when he kills the rat. Yeah, and then right before the transition happened to him taking his daughter to college, what happened? The ducks. Oh yeah, the ducks. Oh shoot. Yes. Yeah, I was just duck. gonna ask you guys <laughs> yeah. about the ducks. Yeah. The duck, what do you the, think the ducks meant? In that i think it was another you know how we kind of talked about it how it like symbolizes life a little bit it was like the ducks were flying away like he just took a life almost like he took a life the ducks are no, flying almost away. he did take a life he did. yes but he that's did. the that's the symbolism it's like uh, yeah. that's the symbolism that i'm trying to get at like uh, it almost felt like that to me it is like the ducks are, are a symbolism of the the life that he just took leaving mm-hmm. away and you saw like we didn't see like the full level of panic attack that we usually see 
but we saw him like staring blankly into the sky into space and like you could tell it, it was it was hitting him um and then i think this was a perfect setup after that scene to say listen bro you're simultaneously doing a hit when you should be focusing on your daughter and bringing her to, to school schools mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. be part of this experience with her this is not going to end up the way that you think it is and you will face the consequences yeah it's basically a callback to the to the first episode where the ducks went away mm-hmm. after the ducks flying away again yep that's crazy so, yeah he's gonna <laughs> such good writing yeah he's gonna have to pay the price for not paying attention to his daughter during this part it's of her life being really selfish yeah it's it's, it's being really really selfish and i think his daughter is hurt because when she arrived back home carmela was like how'd it go she went she said something went straight to her room right and just walked away yeah. so well it's interesting because we like she asked him what he liked about school she asked him a bunch of questions whatever but he's not really asking like what do you want to go to school for like which one of the three do you prefer like i don't think we got any of that in here no so i think mm-hmm. that that's also showing like he's so preoccupied with his job and like what's going on with the, with the mob that he just he he can't even focus on his family so i thought i thought this was it's a very, very... It, it's a yeah because it's a very interesting episode because episode because there are moments where they have these very personal conversations and the only personal conversation that they had was when she opens up about speed talking about speed and confronts him about being in the mafia then after that he's quickly turned off and is focusing on the rat there's the conversation in the car but they're not opening up to one another there there's nothing so uh, damn it's it's only like the negative stuff yeah the stuff that it's that but you know both of them would care about this conversation like because it's something so negative or something so important like the speed thing she knew her dad was gonna have a negative reaction to that that's why she brought it up because he was she was trying to show him like man we can really have this relationship like we can really talk to each other like i did speed you know i i I know that you're gonna be okay because i know you're in the mafia and it's okay for me you know what i mean like she was trying to have that bonding but it's not just those things like you have to be to truly have a relationship with each other and in a father-daughter way or or However, in a family way, like you got to care about the little things of a person, not just the literally in the mob. And oh, my God, you did speed once. He literally left her in the restaurant. Yeah. And just (laughs) allowed her her to get drunk underage. Yeah. It's crazy. It was pure neglect. And we saw um, a side to Carmelo that we haven't seen yet, where we saw her regret and the battle that she's going through being a significant other of someone who's in the mafia Mm -hmm. and you brought it up. You're like, oh, we've never seen this. This is new. And I know that I think it's just an introduction to you know, what she's been battling through all these years. And is there something, again, specifically that um, you maybe want to look forward to and how they address it or something that stood out to you at the beginning while you saw this? I think it's very interesting how she, the only person she tells is the priest. Obviously, it's like confession. It's supposed to be super confidential and he's not supposed to tell anybody else, but she clearly has this, some sort of attraction towards him, some sort of like liking him. Yeah. And almost like a cry for help of like this isn't the life that i want like i want to be good i want to be you know I, w- I want something positive and there's so much negativity there's so much hate there's so much violence there's so much whatever going on evil i think mm-hmm. it's what she called it going on in in her life and she was very much trying to like pull away from that but it's like this paradox because okay you pull away from tony what are you gonna do like have sex with a priest like you're literally yeah you're still being immoral you know what i mean i think she's coming to this realization almost of like there's there's no point almost in trying to be a good person that's what i got from it too i think she just 
came to an understanding that night that she had with the priest that one, I don't think she'll be able to get out of this. Mm -hmm. But two, it's going to be really hard to confront Tony on anything. Right. I don't think she can ever open up to Tony because every single time she opens up to him, look, look what just happened here. She literally told him exactly what went down that night and he freaked out. Mm -hmm. Right there. So what if he goes up to her and be like and tells him, Tony, I, I can't do this anymore. Mm hmm. What's, what's the reaction is going to happen, Charlie? What are you thinking about that, that dynamic? Well, I'm just thinking about the fact that she can tell him the truth and he can get mad, but she knows that he's cheating on her behind her back. He's not truthful about it, and she's not really getting mad at him, like, straight up for it. Yeah, I mean, I think she's tired. She's yeah. tired. She's tired. But she's not, like, having the reaction that Tony is, because Tony is like, how could you do this? Like, what the hell? And that kind of stuff. So... I, I think what it speaks to is just like the type of people that they are and like you see Tony when he gets anxious and he gets stressed like he explodes like he kind of yeah he, he he's like a, uh, a pressure valve like as soon as the pressure becomes too much it all has to release at once so I just think that is a, a but it's a double standard is what I'm trying to say is because she has this thing with the priest mm -hmm. and she's honest to him about it and he's like how dare you but he is literally cheating on her every single day behind her back right and he can't yeah oh, no, 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 there's yeah. no yeah there's nothing no yeah. yeah 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 but i think she knows it's like he's such a hothead he's such a whatever right. that like if he calls her imagine if she called him out for it in front of him what would his reaction be it'd be you know be dangerous it'd be yeah. he could he could get violent yeah because mm -hmm. you know you've seen we've seen the stuff that tony's capable of right i don't think we've ever seen that with his family but, we have not the point where know. it's going right now it almost feels like it could eventually lead up to that unfortunately yeah i don't know i know. think i think with his family he's almost like too sweet of a person he's like I, very it, it's again like i say dynamic a lot but it's another dynamic that is so fascinating to me because he loves his family. Yeah, he has a strong yes. protection for his family. Right. But he does things to the family that hurts them. People. Like this. It's the two people and yeah. what you can't have. You can't live, live these two lives. Yeah. And this is what's yeah. causing the stress. This is what's causing. My fear, my fear negativity. for Tony is that his actions could lead him to becoming like his uncle junior, junior in a way where he will attack family if need be for his own gain. Mm. Yeah, I mean, who knows? That could uh, that could that could be a potential arc. It's like the mob. You know, the deeper you get into the mob, the more you invest your time into it, the more you are called upon. The worse shit you have to do, and the worse person you become. Yeah. Hey, Ruby, you want to come up? She got tired of laying under the. What do you have to table say? here? What do you think about Tony? Bad guy, good guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, I'm shy. share, share. <laughs> Kill you. Oh my gosh. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> that was really loud. <laughs> she just wants some attention. <laughs> oh, Ruby. Wow. Okay, guys. What a freaking episode. This show is phenomenal. It, it truly is because it deals with family, dynamics of family and the home, but also how do you balance your two realities, like Abe was saying. It's it's a really good show, and I'm having a good time watching this. So thank you guys for recommending this because... <laughs> True. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have done it without you. Really no, we wouldn't. But if you liked this reaction, please like this video and also subscribe if you're new and comment your thoughts. We love you guys and see you soon for episode six. Episode six. six. <laughs> I'm losing track. I'm losing track. Six. six. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.